Welcome wrestling fans from around the world to In the Ring with Brandy. I'm your host Brandy and on this show we talk about all things wrestling from AEW to Impact, Ring of Honor, WWE's Raw, Smackdown, NXT, NXT UK and New Japan Pro Wrestling. And on tonight's show we're going to be covering Impact Rebellion pay-per-view from 425 and Impact from 429. So let's dive into the action shall we? Now, for those of you who have never watched Impact, never watched it ever, it's only on AXTV. AXTV is kind of hard to get unless you actually have you can subscribe, but it's really cool to watch. I've kind of followed Impact a little bit, so I kind of, you know, you get a little taste of it when you watch AEW, but you really, really, really need to watch it because it's incredible. But we're going to dive into, of course, Rebellion, which happened on the 25th of April. This is a big pay-per-view. This is one of their big pay-per-views. You know, there's a lot of different elements to Impact. It's a really interesting show to watch. For those of you who haven't watched it, I suggest you do. It's fantastic. First match of the night, of course, was for the X Division Championship. This match involved Josh Alexander versus Ace Austin versus TJP. Now, let me cover these guys first. Josh Alexander is the current X Division Champion. Josh Alexander is fantastic. He's incredible. He's really, really good. If you get a chance to see him, look him up on social media. Check him out. I mean, you will really like Josh Alexander. He really is good. Now, Ace Austin. Ace Austin, I'm kind of not sure about. I'm kind of trying to feel him out a little bit. Like I said, I'm kind of really getting into impact. So, I'm trying to feel, you know, Ace Austin out. Ace is good. He could be a little better. He, you know, he's, he's good, but... Not exactly, you know, what I would think would be the best. You may disagree with me, and that's fine if you do. Now, TJP. What can I say about TJP? High flyer. Fantastic. This boy is electrifying. I love to watch TJP work. Now, for those of you who did follow Impact or don't know a little bit about Impact, TJP was the original X Division champion. He lost it in the last pay-per-view to Josh Alexander. So, he gets his rematch, but it's not exactly the rematch he was hoping for because it really should have been a one-on-one match against him and Josh Alexander, but it wasn't, unfortunately. It ended up being a triple threat match. Triple threat matches, most of the time, I will tell you, I do not favor these because most of the time, they do not favor the champion all that well. Sometimes, you know, you're expecting the champion to do really well when he's in a regular match. But when you put him in a triple threat match, it becomes a problem because in triple threat matches, as all of you know, the champ does not have to get pinned to lose the title. So, I was kind of skeptical about this one and wasn't sure because you're mixing three different you know, styles into this match. But in the end, the match was great. The match was fantastic. You know, TJ really brought his A game. And I really, really, really was hoping that TJ might regain his title. But unfortunately, to my surprise, Josh Alexander did retain that title. And of course, Ace Austin being a heel that he is, he had to bring in his boys to try to help him cheat. TJ, of course, was not having that. Neither was Josh. You know, they kind of worked together as a team, so it was kind of interesting to see. But in the end, like I said, Josh Alexander retained his X Division Championship. Now, it's a matter of time to see if maybe TJ will try to go after it again. Or could we see all, you know, Ace go after it? We're not quite sure how this is going to play out. We're just going to have to watch and see how this works out. Now, the next match was originally supposed to be Eric Young's team. Eric Young has this really, 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 really big team on Impact. Unfortunately, we were announced late early in the show that 
Eric would not be in the match. So we're thinking, okay, this is going to be a problem for, you know, Joe and, you know, Diener and uh, Rhino because they need a tie. You know, they need a partner because they're going to be going against, you know, James Storm, Chris Sabian, Eddie Edwards, and Willie Mack. Who are they going to get to help them out if they don't have Eric Young? This is Eric Young's boys. You know, Rhino and them, they're with Eric Young. They're always working. Eric Young is a opportunist. Whenever he goes after something and he sets his mind to it, he's going to take you out one way or another. I've seen him do it to Swan. I've seen him do it to a lot of people in Impact. And Eric is a big, he's focused. Eric Young is one of the best wrestlers I have seen in a very, very long time. So I was kind of disappointed that I didn't get to see Eric in this match. But what I was excited about was the fact that we got to see W. Morrissey. Now, for those of you who don't know who W. Morrissey is, you might know him by another name. You might know him from WWE as Big Cass. This, to me, was mind-blowing because we've not seen Cass in a long time. So to see him come to Impact and make such a statement for Eric Young's team as this, this was big. This was huge. Impact, kudos to you guys. Y'all did a great job in putting this together because I'm telling you, this match was a very, very, very good match. It was one of my favorite matches. I really, really liked it. I was impressed with how much you know, Cass hasn't changed. He's actually doing a lot better. He's actually looking really good. And as his new ring persona, W. Morrissey, fantastic. Cass, fantastic. I mean, I was happy to see this match. I was kind of interested to see how he would actually work against James Storm. Because those of you who haven't seen Storm, go look him up online. James Storm is incredible. This man is a veteran incredible. Totally incredible. Incredible. Of course, my pick for that one, of course, I thought would be James Storm and them. But, nope. Rhino, Diener, and Joe, and of course, W. Morrissey did win that match. Who did not see that coming? I mean, it's his debut. Who did not see W. Morrissey and his boys winning this match? Who didn't see it? It's a debut. It would be kind of ridiculous to put him in there for him to lose. So, cheer on. Bravo. Eric Young's team won. Nice to see. Now, the match that really, really got my attention, and this was the next one. This match got my attention because these guys, we know them as, you know, two other people in WWE. So, it's kind of interesting to see how they're not friends. They're not tag team partners in Impact. They're not even close. And I'm talking about Matt Cardona and Brian Myers. Now, for those of you who don't know, that, of course, is Hawkins and Mr. Woo Woo Woo. So, I was kind of upset that we didn't see these two together in Impact. But I kind of interested because the fact that these two in Impact are both against each other. This makes a good match. This makes a good storyline. This really was a yo. I was excited about this match. This was one of the matches I was like, ooh, I cannot wait to see this. This is going to be incredible. And I was not wrong. Nor was I disappointed. Now, some of you out there in, you know, in the, you know, in the world, in the wrestling world, may disagree with me. And if you do, like I said, shout me out. Give me a shout out on social media. I, I, I understand. But to me, this to me was a perfect rivalry because you have two best friends who are now ex-best friends going head to head. The part I wasn't expecting was I was expecting Matt Cardona to take the whole thing. I really was. Brian Myers threw me for a loop because, of course, Brian won the match. Way to go, Brian. Impressive. I'm impressed. Shout out to you. That is that is an impressive win. So I'm kind of interested to see where they're going to go with the storyline. Are they going to continue to have these two feuding? 
where, you know, is Scott Demore going to go with this? Can we see, you know, some more big action between these two? Can we see these two eventually become a tag team? Who knows? But I'm looking forward to seeing how this is going to go. Now, I've told you guys a thousand times, every podcast I have ever said, I'm all about the women's division. The women's division is the best division. And every single, you know, performance that these women do is fantastic whether it's wwe whether it's aew whether it's new japan whoever it is the women need to shine and of course i'm talking about the next match i'm talking about the knockout tag team championship match now fire and flare are the current were the current champs they have the titles fire and flare i'm kind of skeptical about them i'm normally not skeptical about any women's tag team of any kind but I kind of have a problem with Fire and Flare because they seem like they think that they're entitled to everything. I could be wrong. I could be completely wrong. But to me, they seem like they're in. They feel like they're entitled. They feel like that they are the top tag team in every division, and that all the other women in every other division needs to step down to pack behind them and let them lead the way. I don't agree with this. I mean, they're a great tag team together. The girls are great, but I don't. I, there's just something about them that doesn't sit well with me. They're a good tag team, but of course they are heels. So, you know, heels you expect for them to be a little crazy. And Fire and Flare really are. But it was Fire and Flare versus Joanna Grace and Rachel Ellerling. Now, Rachel, she's she's very familiar. She's very familiar with Impact. You know, she's been in Impact several times. She's fantastic. I love her. But you're putting Joanna with her. Joanna is incredible. This girl is electrifying. And, of course, they're going after the tag titles and, you know, the knockout tag titles. So, I was kind of interested. This match was fantastic. Fantastic. These girls really did show what I'm talking about, about the women's division. That they are just so good and so amazing and they need to get more time to be you know main event they get to have need to have bigger matches bigger storylines they deserve this and of course fire and flare and joanna grace and rachel proved it they you know they proved it in the end i got my wish i really wanted to see these two girls you know joanna and rachel win it and they did they defeated fire and flare which made me very happy to see because that changes the knockout tag team i mean that changes the division altogether you know it gives you know a little bit more of an open feel and it not just oh i'm entitled i'm a princess i can do whatever i want but it's going to be interesting to see because, of course, Fire and Flare could say, oh, we won our rematch. And it could be interesting to see how they're going to do with this. But, like I said, I was impressed. I was very impressed. The next match was uh, called a Last Man Standing match. Now, those of you who may be new to the wrestling world, you just you know, started watching and you're not quite sure, Last Man Standing matches can be brutal. I mean brutal because it basically means what it says. Last man standing wins. So you you you're kind of you know you're putting your entire career and everything on the line when you put yourself in a match like this. Of course, Trey Miguel and Sammy Callahan are no strangers to this. They've done this before. They've not done it together, but they've done it before. They've both been in last man standing matches and they've done fantastic. But putting them together, I was kind of skeptical because I'm thinking, okay, they one, they're two different styles of wrestling. Two, they've never really fought each other before, so where did this come from? All out of the blue, you know, where did this come from? But I guess, you know, 
Impact has their way of doing storylines that you're not used to, that something new that you don't see, you know, in any other wrestling company, and I was impressed. I was very impressed because these two really brought, brought it. They showed truly what a last man standing match is. And it went back and forth. I mean, it was, you would think Sammy had it at first. No, then you think Trey had it. It was back and forth. I mean, at one point, neither one of them got up and they was afraid neither one of them were going to be the 10 count and it was going to be a draw. But it turned out that wasn't the case. They both got back up. It got, I mean, it got heated. It got brutal. And it truly showed what a last man standing match can be given the right two opponents being put against each other and in the end of course babyface Trey Miguel won I, I, I was hoping for Sammy I really was I love Sammy Callahan I like what he brings to impact I like what he brings to you know the whole as a whole as a wrestler but Trey won you know props to Trey you know I'm glad you I'm glad you won but you know I kind of was hoping it would be Sammy but then again well, you know it happens the match I was looking forward to this was the match. There were two matches that night that I was really looking forward to. And this one was one of them. This was for the Impact Tag Team Championships. Now, for those of you who haven't watched Impact, this is where the forbidden door comes into play. For those of you who have not watched Impact, and for those of you, once again, that don't know what the forbidden door is, the forbidden door is strictly forbidden no other wrestling company ever crosses the other wrestling company because there's an invisible door that kind of blocks the other wrestling companies from kind of meshing together well aew decided to kick that door wide open and bring it open to impact and new japan interesting how they did this because now you've got aew new japan and impact working together so it's interesting and who would step through that forbidden door at the last pay-per-view and decide to challenge the good brothers for the title other than new japan's own finn juice now if you've not seen them if you've not seen juice robinson and if you've not seen david finley you need to go watch them together as a tag team they are amazing they are incredible so to get to see them in impact away from new japan it's incredible to watch and of course in the last pay-per-view Finjuice defeated the Good Brothers. That shocked me because I did not think that the Good Brothers would ever get dethroned from those titles. So basically, this is a rematch between Finjuice and the Good Brothers. Now, you know, anybody who knows the Good Brothers, they like to cheat. That you know, they've got little Kenny Omega and the Bucks in their back pocket. Don Cows, you know, he, you know, hey, 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 I've got people here that can help you. So you're expecting a cheat. At some point, you're expecting them to cheat. Guess what? They didn't. There was no cheating involved. They played it straight down the line. Straight fair. It was a great match. I thought the Good Brothers would get this. I really did because I know how the Good Brothers are. I've seen Doc Gallows and Carl Anderson wrestle. And they're in they're fantastic they are just mind-blowing to watch and you know you're expecting them to do it and I, you know david finley and juice robertson they're a little shorter so you're not expecting plus they're not used to impact they're used to wrestling over in new japan totally different set of skits and stuff over there so to come over here and bring these titles back to you know impact after they just won them and took them to new japan you're thinking okay they could run into a snag guess what mm-mm mm-mm David Finley actually shocked me. This boy shocked me. I've seen him wrestle in Impact. I've seen, I've seen him wrestle singly in Impact. But I've seen him wrestle over in New Japan. And David Finley, 
Not with us tag team partner. No, 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 no. Sorry. I, I, I'm with some of the people over there in, in New Japan. No, 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 no. But David Finley proved me wrong. This boy actually proved me wrong. He was in there get, you know, getting you know, his partner out of the magic killer. He was doing all the stuff that you would not expect David Finley to do. You just did not expect to see Finley do this. And he was doing it. And I'm sitting there going, whoa, where did this come from? Where has this guy been? Why has he not been wrestling like this all along? It was incredible to watch. And it was exciting to watch because I kind of like Finn Juice. I like the way they are. I kind of, you know, I like it. I like their, you know, everything about them. So to get to see them showcase what they really could do against a good tag team like the Good Brothers was just fantastic. Of course, in the end, my boys, Finn Juice, retained. I'm happy to see them retain. They, you know, they proved that they deserve those titles. They proved, David Finley proved without a shadow of a doubt that they deserve those titles. So, I'm excited. I'm kind of interested to see, are the Good Brothers going to try to go after him again? Are they going to step back away from it, let Finn Juice kind of do with their thing? I'm interested to see where how this is going to happen. Of course, you know, Finn Juice goes to New Japan. They, they got to kind of play it because of the travel restrictions and everything. They got to kind of play it back and forth just to see when they can get Finn Juice over here. It's, you know, it's going to be interesting to see where, you know, Scott DeMore goes with this. It's going to be interesting to see, you know, how they play this out. Now, again, my girls. Shout out to my girls in the women's division. I love every single one of you, no matter which company you're in. I love you. And now I'm talking about the knockout championship match. Guys, this is, this, this is an incredible match. As you know, and for those of you who don't, Diana Parazzi has had this title for a while. She has had this title for a very long time. And she's all about cheating. I'm sorry. I know maybe some of you love our little virtuosa. But she does like to cheat. She really does. I mean, it's a classic heel. She's a perfect heel. You would expect it. She kind of ran into a little snag here. And I thought, okay, this snag's going to really trip her up. Because she's facing Tennille Dashwood. If any of you have seen Tennille, Tennille's fantastic. This girl is top A-list. She is just fantastic. I love to watch her. I love to watch her work. I love her. So, I thought, okay, here's her snag. Little Virtuosa Diana's not going to be able to get past Tennille. There's just no way. There is no way that she's going to be able to do it. It's just not, it's not possible. Of course, you've got Caleb who walks around with Tennille, and I kind of like Caleb. Still trying to feel him out a little bit. You know, is he trying... The problem that I have with him is, to me, sometimes I feel like he's trying to steal Tennille's spotlight, and that bugs me, because Tennille doesn't really need, you know, somebody stealing her spotlight. The girl, girl owns her spotlight. And you come in and try to take her thunder, come on, dude. Step back. Let the woman work. She's got this. I figured, okay, now we're going to, now the, you know, the playing field is even. Deanna, you know, if Deanna Parazzi tries to cheat, <laughs> Tennille's got her, got her little buddy, you know, Caleb over here to help her. They did, of course, Deanna did try to cheat. She really did. And Caleb kind of kept, you know, them from cheating. I was proud of him. Props, boy, you were actually doing something good for your, you know, your partner here. Of course, you know, the match was great. It's always good when you see Tennille. And when you put Deanna in there with her, it's incredible to watch. You know, there is a lot. Of, you know, they're both heels. So, the cheating thing was kind of interesting. They, you know, but, of course, the match was a good match. And, of course, unfortunately, my prediction and my idea of Tennille finally snagging Deanna didn't happen. Deanna Parazzi did retain her title. Kind of made me a little mad because... 
Chanel's really worked really hard, and she's really busted her butt to, you know, to showcase what she can do. And I kind of feel like Impact's not giving her the opportunity to shine as a champ and show what she can do. And I kind of feel like Impact needs to give her a shot. Let her, give her a title and let her run with it. Because I'm telling you, it's going to be incredible to see this woman as a champ. It would be incredible. It would be amazing to see her as a champ. And I feel like they're not doing that. And part of me feels Caleb might be a little bit of the problem. Because the boy, really, to me, is stealing Tennille's thunder. You may disagree. If you do, like I said, give me a shout out on social media. I would love to hear your opinion on this. But that's just my opinion on it. I could be wrong, but it does seem like he is kind of holding her back. And I don't like her being held back like that. I just, I don't. It's not fair to Tennille and it's, you know, it's not fair, you know, to how hard she's worked. Now, the main event of the night. I have talked about this a lot in some of my AEW podcasts. And I've told you guys how I feel about this match. And I was kind of ecstatically excited about this match. Because this match was putting two, you know, two different wrestling divisions, two different wrestling companies against each other. And it is, like I said, it's a title versus title match. You've got two of the top of both companies holding titles, and they're going to go head-to-head to prove who is the best of the best, who really is the better, the better wrestler. And I'm talking about the AEW World Championship match versus the Impact World Championship match, Kenny Omega and Rich Swann. I've talked about Kenny. I talk about him on AEW a lot. I really do on my other podcast for AEW. I have spoke highly of Kenny. I love Kenny. Kenny is a great wrestler. He's a great performer. You know, he's he's good. This boy is good. He re- I mean, he really is. He's great. The problem I have with Kenny, and I've told you guys this a dozen times, he does not need Don Callis. He doesn't. Kenny does not need a little lackey riding on his coattails trying to prove a point. He doesn't. And that, to me, is my opinion. He's using Kenny to get, you know, using Kenny's fame and his, you know, everything that he's doing to, you know, boost his ego. Sorry, Don. I don't like it. You don't need to be with Kenny. Step aside. Let Kenny show what Kenny can do. And then you're putting in the Bucks and you're putting in the Good Brothers with him. Come on. Kenny don't need backup. They don't need backup. Kenny has got it. Now, as for Rich Swan, Swan has overcome so much in impact. He really has. If you guys have not seen Swan, go look him up on social media. You will see just how much of an overcomeness he has come since he started in impact. He has faced injury after injury after injury. One of them almost career-threatening that would have ended his entire wrestling career. He came back from all of them, battled all these odds, and ended up becoming the Impact Champion. And, I mean, he's proven that he's good. Swan has proven without a shadow of a doubt that he is good. He should be exactly where he is, and that is the top of the Impact roster. You put him in there with Kenny, and I'm thinking, okay, this could be a problem because... They're both different styles. They're both so strong-willed and so, pardon me, hard-headed and determined there could be a serious, serious battle. And there was. This fight was brutal. Every time Kenny tried to get a one-wing angel out of it, Swan got out. How Swan was countering it was the incredible part because hardly anybody can counter a 
one winged angel. They definitely can't counter a V trigger. He was kicking out of every V trigger, countering every V trigger. I'm sitting there on the edge of my seat, going, "What is going on here? What you know, man? This boy has pulled a serious rabbit out of his hat. He's proving to Kenny." Hey, respect me. Respect me. I am good. I'm proving to you that I can go toe-to-toe with you, head-to-head with you, and I, you know, come on, I'm good. I was impressed with Rich's performance as much as I was impressed with Kenny's. Their match was one of the best matches, I think, of the night because it really showcased what impact wrestling and AEW wrestling is all about. You had their two top stars going head-to-head. And they were literally bringing it against each other. They were bringing out the best in each other and showing why they were the top two. Unfortunately, to my surprise, he couldn't give in the very end. Swan could not get out of a final V trigger and a one winged angel. He couldn't counter it. His body finally succumbed to too many attacks, too many hits. And of course, Kenny is now double champ. Interesting to see this because it takes me over to New Japan where <laughs> Will Offspring is a double champ. So I'm kind of interested to see are we going to see a forbidden door type kick open and Offspring versus Kenny? Tide, well, titles take all? I'm curious to see how this is going to go because you've got two people. You've got one over here in New Japan, and you've got one over here in Impact and AEW who are double champs. They've got all the gold, and they both are so strong-headed and so strong-willed. It could be interesting to see how how this goes. It could be interesting to see how this plays out. It's going to be interesting to see how it plays out, period, because we all know Kenny is good. Kenny's not going to let those titles go lightly. He's just not going to do it. He's not going to go into that great night. He's just not going to. This will be interesting to see... Where they go with this, where AEW goes with this, where Impact could go with this, heck, what New Japan could go with this. It's going to be interesting to see. I'm excited about this. I'm curious about this. And, you know, I'm looking forward to seeing where they go. Now, we move on to Impact for 429-2021. This is the aftermath of Rebellion. This show was so full of cliffhanging, nail-biting episode it was one of the best impact episodes i have ever seen and if you guys can get a chance there's clips all over the internet of this go watch this because this was incredible this was a talk i mean it was all over the internet it was the talk of the internet everybody was talking about it every podcaster every sports media everybody was talking about this one particular episode because of what transpired we start off of the night, of course, the roster is standing out Scott Demore's office. Now, for those of you who don't know who Scott Demore is, he is the vice president of Impact. He is the big honcho, the big cheese. He's in charge of everything that involves Impact. But all the entire run, the majority of the roster was out there, and they were demanding that they get a shot at Kenny. They want the titles back in Impact. They don't want Kenny running off to AEW with their titles. They're a little mad that Kenny has these titles, that Kenny won these titles, and they all want a shot at him. Scott, of course, calms everybody down, like Scott does, to get everybody calm so everybody can breathe, and basically gets in contact with Don Callis, wondering where his champ is for impact. He wanted to know when Kenny was going to show up so that he could have a conversation with Kenny and tell him what was next in line for Kenny. Of course, Don tells him, 
Kenny's going to show up. He's going to have a celebration, but it's going to be on a Zoom call. Don Cows, Don Cows, what the heck are you thinking? That was stupid. Stupid. Wrong thing to say to the Vice President of Impact. They can easily, easily take everything away from you. And guess what? Scott wasn't happy about it. Oh, no, 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 no. A champ does not do a Zoom celebration. A champ, an Impact champ, arrives at the arena and shows up and does what he's supposed to do. Scott makes it perfectly clear. He's got to the end of the night, Don does, to get Kenny to the arena with the belts in hand or else Scott and Tony Khan are going to strip Kenny Omega of the Impact title and the AEW World title. He's got to the end of the night or Kenny is out. He will lose every single belt that he has won. And Scott and Tony are not playing. They've had it. They've had it with Kenny's shenanigans. They want him to show up. Oh, Don is panicking. Don is panicking because he's thinking, oh no, now what am I going to do? How am I going to settle this problem? Kenny's not even here. How am I supposed to settle this? Scott goes, he doesn't care. He doesn't care how you, he said, I don't care how you handle it. You handle it. The champ shows up tonight or we strip him of the impact and the AEW title and he will be suspended indefinitely. We're not playing. TK and I are not playing. He shows up or he's out. So I was kind of interested. But then he hits Don with a crushing blow. A blow that Don was not prepared for. Not only does Kenny have to show up tonight and be there with the titles under his contractional duties as a champ, but also he has to has to deal with a six way match to determine the number one contender for his title at under siege on May 15th. Kenny has got to see a six man tag six way tag team match to determine who's going to be come after his title. And there's going to be qualifying matches to determine who those six men are going to be for under siege. Don's not happy. Don is not happy and I can only imagine Kenny was not happy when he got the news. You mean to, I'm pretty sure he's thinking in my mind. You mean to tell me, not only do I have to show up tonight and lose or lose my titles, but I also have to deal with seeing a six-man match to determine who's going to take my title off of me, possibly? Hmm, not happy. So Don takes off, trying to figure out how he's going to get Kenny there before the end of the night. Panicky, panicky Don. Don, sorry, you should have made sure he was there. You shouldn't have just played around. So we get our first qualifying match for the six-man match. It went with Jake Something versus Chris Bay. Jake Something is interesting. He's an interesting character. He's a very interesting wrestler because he kind of does the old school wrestling. You know, the old WCW, ECW wrestling type. I like Jake Something. He's an interesting, you know, wrestler. He's an interesting, you know, performer. And then you put him against Chris Bay. Chris Bay is kind of a new, you know, he's a new wrestler. He, you know, he wrestles kind of, you know, the way 205 Live and some of the others wrestle. So you're putting two different styles into one match. I like Scott Demore's choice for the first qualifying match. I really did. Because it's just an incredible match to watch. It was incredible to see how these two different styles, you know, would go against each other. Of course, in the end, Chris Bay did win. New, outshined old. Impressive, so Chris Bay did qualify for the six-man at Under Siege. Impressive, impressive. Then we had Sammy Bailey versus W. Morrissey. 
Again, here comes Morrissey. Here comes big, big, big Morrissey. He finally gets to debut on Impact. Now, we all know, a debut on Impact, you know who's going to win. There's, there's, no, there's no doubt in your mind who's going to win. But, of course, Sam did give him a run for his money. Sam really put forth an effort and made this match really good. Really, 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 really good match to watch. He impressed me. Of course, W. Morrissey impresses me too. So it was impressive to see. But of course, W. Morrissey did win that match. But it wasn't a good. It wasn't a easy win. It was a hard win for him, which pretty much showcases. Hey, Impact's not about giving easy wins to people. They're not, you know, putting him against some, you know, person off the street and give him an easy win. No, they gave him someone that was really tough to beat. And of course, Morrissey proved he could. Then we have, of course, the women's division, Taylor Wilde versus Kimberly Lee with her partner, Susan. I love Kimberly Lee. I love this tag team yo duo. And getting to see Kimberly Lee wrestle singly, it was impressive. I've seen Taylor Wilde. Taylor Wilde is another one of those that I feel is not getting the push she deserves. Just like Tennille, she's not getting the push she deserves. They're kind of not giving her, you know, a chance to showcase what she can do. And, of course, Taylor Wilde, proved them all wrong. She showcased what she could do and she beat the heck out of Kimberly Lee. Susan didn't get a chance to even get involved. Taylor had this from the beginning. Taylor just on fire. I was impressed with her. Very proud of her. X Division Champion Josh Alexander versus Austin, Ace Austin again. But of course Madman Fulton was out with him. This is one of his little stooges that follows him around everywhere. You have him and Primate. Primate works with Ace Austin. They're a little trio that work together, and you know they—they're kind of a good trio to see. They're—you know—they're a dark trio, which I like. But of course, you got Josh Alexander, who is just shining as an X Division champ right now. He is just shining. He's—you know—it's good to see. You know, a fresh face holding that title after you know TJP's had it for so long. It's good to see that they transition from TJP to you know Josh. Josh is fantastic. Josh is incredible. So I I was kind of excited to see. Kind of worried that man Madman Fulton might get involved. He tried. Josh, you know, being on his A game, paid attention. You know, watch. You know, watch. The ref kind of kept an eye on him too. Impressed with the Impact refs. Very impressed. They pay attention. In the end, Ace lost again. I don't know why he keeps doing this. I don't know why he thinks he can beat Josh Alexander. I don't. He, I don't get it. I mean, he tried it with TJP and it didn't work. I don't know why he thinks but just because the championships changed hands to someone else that he can do it too. I, I, I just don't understand that. But then again, it's hard to tell, you know, with Austin. It really is. It's really hard to tell. Again, we have another qualifying match for the six-man match. It's Brian Myers versus Matt Cordona. Here we go again. Again, I told you guys. I told you guys that I was looking forward to seeing if they were going to continue this feud between the two of them. And I did. And again, they did fantastic. Again, they did better in this one than they did in Rebellion. They raised the bar a little higher. And I was impressed. I was kind of excited that Scott Demore put these two into this match for qualifier. Because I thought, ooh, these two would be perfect to go against Kenny. These two would be a great number one contender. Which one are we going to get? Are we going to get Brian Myers, who's a little dark and twisted? Are we going to get Matt, who's just, you know, a firecracker, who's all over the place, who could really give Kenny a run for his money? Matt Cord- Cardona, of course, did win that match. Impressive. Shout out. I'm glad he won. I'm looking forward to seeing where this is going to go. 
I'm impressed with it. I was very, very, very impressed. Of course, then at the end of the night, the end of the night, the big end of the night thing, Sammy had a match. Sammy Callahan, of course, was supposed to also have a qualifying match. That qualifying match never really took place. And I'm going to tell you why. Don Cowles pulled a rabbit out of his hat. How this man did this, I don't know. But this man is seriously impressive. Seriously impressive. He shows up, basically. And guess who shows up with him? Because we know he doesn't want to lose his titles. He definitely does not want to get suspended indefinitely from both companies. No, not Kenny. You don't want to do that to Kenny. Come on, it's Kenny Omega. He shows up and gets involved in the qualifying match. Taking out Sammy. Who did not see this coming? So it basically ended up becoming a no contest. No contest whatsoever. They're beating the heck out of him. I mean, beating the heck out of him. Good brothers helping him out. Willie Mack, of course, comes out with his partner, and they come out and try to help him. That don't work out. They're getting the crap beat out of him. Not do not not a good thing. Guess who else comes out? My favorite tag team, Juice Robinson and David Finley. And they actually had Kenny and them ready to run for cover. They were doing so good. So, so good. And then the Good Brothers got them from behind with a chair shot. What boys? You need to be watching for chairs. These boys come armed. They are armed and dangerous. They beat everybody down. Kenny at the very end of the you know, the show, holding up those belts, shining like a new penny. I can only imagine what Scott Demore and Tony Khan are thinking now. I'm pretty sure they're thinking, what are we going to do with him? How are we going to solve the conundrum that is Kenny Omega? How are we going to... Uh, Tony's looking at Scott going, ha, he's your problem too now, buddy. Good luck, you know. Good luck. You know, we're going to have to work together here to do something. I'm interested to see what they're going to do. Of course, we still have qualifying matches. I don't know if they're going to let Sammy go for another qualifying match because, of course, his qualifying match was a no contest because Kenny and them got involved. I'm interested to see where this is going to go. I'm interested to see how Under Siege is going to play out because you've got that six-man match to determine the number one contender. Is Kenny going to have to defend his title that same night against the number one contender? Is that what we're going to see? Are we going to hey, are we going to see Kenny have to defend it on, you know... Somewhere else. Are we going to see Kenny have to, you know, defend it, you know, in, uh, you know, somewhere else completely? You know, could he have to defend it in AEW? What are we going to see? The shocker of all the whole night. And I'm going to tell you guys this right now because it shocked me. It shocked me beyond belief. And this again goes to the forbidden door. This one I say for last because this to me is huge. This is huge. This is so huge. It's it's incredible. Forbidden door. Forbidden door is the big thing. That is the thing that every wrestling company right now has got their eyes on because you've got Impact, AEW, and New Japan working together as a unit. You throw NWA in there, it becomes a little bit more tricky. They shot a promo. A promo for the next person to walk through the forbidden door door the next person walking through the forbidden door could be a problem for Kenny because I'm going to tell you why there is a little group and for those of you who watch New Japan you know who I'm talking about there is a little group and they're not really little per se they're pretty dangerous over in New Japan right now 
And Kenny's crew is trying to claim that they're part of this group. Kenny and them have been part of this group in a while. So you've got a problem. And that little group is called the Bullet Club. The Bullet Club is ran by none other than Switchblade Jay White. This man is lethal. You do not want to get on Switchblade's bad side. That is the worst place to be. And Kenny talking like he's talking, he's putting himself in Switchblade's sights. And that is dangerous. Now to get to what I'm trying to say. I do believe that Kenny might have a slight problem. Because the forbidden door opens to El Phantasmo. For those of you who have not watched New Japan, El Phantasmo is part of the tag team that is in the Bullet Club. Problem! Light bulb goes off. He's coming to Impact next week as a singles competitor. He is, of course, in New Japan, the tag one of the one half of the tag team champions over there. So uh-oh, problem. Because now one of the members of the Bullet Club, which is lethal, is showing up in Impact. Could we see El Phantasmo jump over to AEW, causing a bit more of a stir? Could Switchblade have sent El Phantasmo as a warning? Cross me. One more time, Kenny. Cross me. And you're not going to like what I bring with me through the door. You're not going to lie. You do not want me coming over there. Could we actually get to see the possibility of the Bullet Club from New Japan making their way to Impact and AEW and making a statement, a strong statement? Could we see it? Could we see Kenny Omega versus Switchblade? That I would love to see. I would love to see it. It would be incredible to see. I'm really excited about the door flying open this way. I'm excited to see El Phantasmo come over. He gets to show people what he can do for those who haven't seen him in New Japan. It gives the U.S. people the chance to get to see what this guy could do. It's the fact that he's Bullet Club that concerns me. Because Kenny doesn't know what he's getting himself into. He doesn't know what he's got himself into. When this man shows up, it can't be good. AEW has already seen Kenta, who is also part of Bullet Club, show up. It can't be good when Bullet Club starts showing up. It's just, it's just not a good result. The ending is not going to be golden, and Kenny is not going to like when if he turns around and there stands Jay White. He's not going to like it, and Jay White ain't going to come alone. I'm telling you, he's not going to come alone. He's going to come with the whole crew, and it's not going to be pretty, especially if you put Jay White's you know, huge bodyguard evil into the scenario. Not good. Not good at all. So, I'm interested. I'm interested to see how this is going to go. I like that they're doing this. This is teasing to a possible, you know, bullet club fight between Kenny and them. I'm interested. I'm interested to see where this is going to go. I'm excited to see El Phantasmo come. So it's going to be it's going to be good. It's going to be good to see. Like I told you guys again, thanks for listening. Without you guys, there would be no in the ring with Brandy and I deeply appreciate it. Follow me on social media, guys. Give me shouts out on social media on my Facebook. Or on my Twitter at Wrestling Nights with a Z. Or on my Instagram at In the Ring with Brandy. And as I can always say, thanks guys for listening. And I'll see you next time with more wrestling action. Thank you.